may change me. But you can change time. On Time Patrol is the Coco Show, episode 31. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Coco Show. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about time patrol. Oh, man. Aaron, if you could change time, yeah, would you? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? What is one event in your life that you wish you could go back and change? In my life, well, oh boy, there's so many, Boat, that need to be fixed. So many wrongs. Um, I would probably, I'll tell you what I would do. I remember signing up for college classes mm-hmm. in Marshall. Marshall University, and at the time I signed up, you did all your scheduling in the basement. Mm-hmm. The dungeons of Marshall. They don't even have those things open to the public anymore. Mm. And I remember I remember I had French in school, in high school. Right. And then I had French too, which I failed. Mm-hmm. I got the hell out of there. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just not doing it. No offense to the French, the French Canadians. The big F. I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have the uh uh, je ne sais quoi, or whatever. I don't have any It's of that. hard to believe with your pronunciation of Chez Maxime. Yeah, but. yeah, I know. So they, that right there will tell you. And so, I was in there. I, there was a moment I sat there looking at my college schedule. I was like, you know, it says here that since I had French, I can jump right into, like, the second class of fr- oh college boy. French. Oh, boy. I was like, eh, I'm sure I can wing it. And I checked that off and took it. And I'd already went through a semester of school and did okay. And I remember going to that French class, and they said, hello, everyone. Like, welcome to, like, advanced French. And they're like, this is the last time we'll be speaking in English the entire semester. And I was just like, uh-oh. Yeah. And he goes, ho-ho, je ne fais pas. Je ne fais pas. And he was going through the room and saying people's names, and, they, and, they were like, and he wanted you to answer right. in French. And he was like, oh, Aaron. And I was just like, uh, uh, we... Uh, bonjour. You know, I had nothing. I had no, no, and I, and I never went back to that class. Good and news. I, and that was the, where my college career tipped over. You went right over to the bad dudes machine, and that was That's it. That's because I was like, you know, I could, I could, I could uh, drop out of these classes. Safe. No, I didn't do it. I just gave up. <laughs> and that was into that. So that's one thing I need right there to go back and be like, no, dummy, don't do that. That'd be the, one of the things I'd come up with. That's kind of lame, but that's what I would do. What about you? You know, I it's hard because you don't know about you know, the butterfly effect and all that. What yeah. what choices That's you made would have would have because my life is pretty much great right now. Yeah, so yeah. I wanted to. But if I could go back, you know, I I sort of I, this is going to shock and amaze you. Yeah. But I became angry oh. when, uh, when when I was you know I was set to take this job working at Ulsan University in South Korea. Where Ulsan? Okay, That's where I used to live in Korea. And uh, and they were they were talking to me about um, you know like all my benefits and stuff like that, and I became a rate because I couldn't. They, they my normal interpreter wasn't with me, and yeah. these guys could sort of speak English, and I could sort of speak a little Korean, and there was a misunderstanding. But I became mad for reasons that I can't fully articulate. But I, I was sort of in one of my self righteous moods. Yeah. You know how that is because that's how I am all the time with you. And so uh, I I became mad, and I was like, fine, I just won't teach here. And then that was it. That was it. They're like, cool, boom, you're out of here. And uh, like, that's why I left Korea and uh, went to, you know, went to grad school in England. Yeah. And, and so my life would have been, you know, like I've told you before, the years I spent in Korea were the happiest years of my life. Until, my, until recently. Yeah, until recently. Yeah. And that's, that's when you met me. the best place I've ever lived of all the countries I've ever lived. And a part of me wishes that I would have stayed there. But of course, I would have never met Eep. 
wouldn't yeah. have the nice place, we wouldn't be doing the show. Right. So, right. Um, but that is one thing, and most of the, most of the things I wish I could go back and change just have directly to do with my big mouth. You know, why do you why do you think you were so irritated by this? Well, to be to be completely honest with you, it was because I was taking anti anxiety medication, and I was really? afraid. You think that would cut down on the anger? And I was afraid <laughs> that the health insurance, the lack of health insurance, would not be. I wouldn't be able to get the medication that I needed. Yeah. And instead of like calmly like thinking about this and explaining it in a rational way. I just decided to lash out mm. and, and make ultimatums. And you know, so. it's funny that you took anti-anxiety medication to curb your anxiety and your anger. And the funny thing is, I freebase and snort medication to give you more anxiety. That's, That's true. That's to get me going because I have none. That's why we're such a great team. That's right, because we're both kind of, we're breaking even mm. here. Yeah. Later, I need to get a spoon and a lighter off of you. All right. I got, I got a couple in my pocket. So, Aaron, we're going to talk about Time Patrol. Oh, man, it's time. It's time for Time Patrol, Boat. Had you played this one before this week? No. I, you sent me a, 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 an amusing message early in the week, and you're like, this is great. You were really oh, open. Listen, I'm not going to tip my hand early. <laughs> you just, but I just thought it was But funny. I love this game. I love it. Well, let's talk about it. Of course, I was also it. coming off playing Roadrunner, so yeah, that might have something go. to do with it. So, Time Patrol... Uh, was released uh, for the Coco in 83, published by Computerware, another great creative name for a publishing company, Computerware. Computerware. We, we, we publish software we, for computers. We, we make games that you can spend a, spend a pleasant <laughs> afternoon with. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's right. Uh, this was authored by M.G. Lustig. Mm. What a great name. Yeah. M.G. You know, Lustig. The Lustigs, the Vince Lustig was my ear doctor. Really? When I was a kid. No relation. To you that. never know. Yeah. Now, M.G. Uh, helmed more than a few Coco games, both. And he did, his 1983 was like our whole lifetime. <laughs> like, as far as I know, everything I'm going to mention here came out the same year. Wow. Okay. So this guy just sat down with a cocoa and said, I'm making it all. <laughs> I'm going to work. He did Hyperzone, Ice Master, Moon Hopper, uh, Monaco GP, Time Patrol, of course, Desert Patrol, because what are you going to do? Uh, food War and Wacky Food. You know what we should do? We should do uh, we should do a stream, a lusting stream. Yeah. There's enough games and to do And by the way, Food War and Wacky Food, totally different games. Of course They're they are. food-based games. <laughs> Uh, so the, he went to work. I tried to look some stuff up on old MG. I talked to my buddies over at the uh, Coco Talks that they interviewed MG. Like, there's not a lot known about MG. Mm. Uh, but uh, he was he, for one year. He went bananas on the on the Coco. So, boat. Have you ever heard of this game? It was sort of famous in the arcades. It was a little thing called uh, Time Pilot. You ever heard of that? Uh, yes. Time Pilot is a cheap. Rip off of Time Patrol, mm. or maybe I've got them backwards. I, th I, I, I think I, I do. Yeah. yeah, because Time Patrol, art, the arcade <laughs> classic, I believe it's from Konami, uh, put that out back in the day, where you pilot a a, a time traveling fighter craft through different time periods, and you're taking care of business by blowing up everything you see, rescuing poor people in parachutes. With apparently you've got a portable hole in the old in the old time pilot machine mm -hmm. that put these guys in, and at the end of the level is you're knocking out whatever the big boss vehicle is on that level. So MG was like, "Listen, I think I can take care of that business uh, on the Coco." And lo, Time Patrol honed in the view boat. Uh, this thing uh, sold 
uh, for $26.95 on cassette. And if you want the floppiest version, you got to pony up three extra bucks, $29.95 to get that sucker on disc so you can get it either way. Um, so, what do you do in a time patrol? Well, much like Time Pilot, you have a time-traveling fighter craft that goes through different time periods, shooting everything it sees, and rescuing hapless uh, uh, skymen that have left out of their planes, presumably, and they're parachuting to the ground. Uh, this game has that same uh, angle that Time Patrol has, or that Time, time Pilot. Pilot has, where your plane's in the middle of the screen, and like the world sort of goes around you, and you it's a... It's I love an, games it, like this. It's an the, interesting effect. The world revolves around you. It does. This is like your dream it game. Uh, when you start this game, you're given the choice of practice or normal. Uh, if you pick practice, and I'll get into why I pick practice a lot on this, uh, you've got 255 men you can go through. If you pick normal, you've just got a, it's a normal amount of men. I think it was, I can't remember, three or five men that you start off with. And you go through different time periods just like in a time pilot the first period is called time period one and you move up from there it doesn't actually specify the year and i'll get into why i think that is later on when you this game loses its mind at about level seven uh, it starts off pretty much like the arcade game except that the arcade uh the backdrop on the first four or so levels is a blue sky or a sky. In this game, you're always either, it's either in space or in the dark mm. uh, in this. And we're going to go with in the dark because if they're in space, I don't like the parachuters' chances. <laughs> Although in, in Time Pilot, they also parachute in space. So presumably these guys are wearing some sort of uh, oxygen equipment to give them There's the also gravity, which is leading them to the ground. Right. So. Uh, yeah, it's a good point. Well, we don't know there's gravity. They can just be floating by. They could for be, all we yeah, know. That's true. Uh, I will say the uh, they they use the space backdrop, and it's pretty well. Mm -hmm. The stars move it's in a, a parallax. In a way. Yeah, it's. I mean, listen, it it works, yeah, doesn't it? The, the, and this is a game that if you don't have the backgrounds right, then you got nothing. Mm -hmm. Then you just feel like you're a doof and spinning around in the middle of the screen. Right. If you are, um, when you start this game, uh, there's an effect. That starts before, I assume this is, in my mind, this is like you're beaming into the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like yep. Terminator. Yep. And it's these things where streaks shoot across and there's this noise. It reminds you of something you might see at the beginning of a PBS program in the 80s. It looks like something like a demo group. Mm -hmm. of like, let's go, this is a cool demo group thing here. So that's how it starts and your ship uh, comes out. Now, uh, much like Time Pilot, you, the ships you fight have basically two weapons. They've got a shot, and then they've also got this sort of like lingering bomb or grenade or, or projectile that just stumbles across the screen real slowly. Uh, your machine shoots 18 kabillion bullets. <laughs> you can hold the button down and just shoot nonstop. Uh, in the first couple levels that you're fighting, what are basically, they look sort of like biplanes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the arcade, this goes, uh, this goes, uh, you got biplanes, World War II. Oh, right. Then you've got uh, helicopters. Then you've got jets. Right. And then you've UFOs. got UFOs. Okay. Mm -hmm. In Time Patrol, that's not nearly enough. So you've got, but this this goes off the rails in a weird way. So I played this game to level nine. Wow. I you tapped, did much better than I did. I, no, I ch I've used the practice mm -hmm. because no human. And I'm telling you, I'm talking <laughs> to Buck Owens. I'm talking to all these guys who think they're good players. If you get to level nine, if you get to level eight, with your standard amount of man, 
Call me. I'm going to come to your house with a check, with a big dollar <laughs> check. Because once you get past, say, level six, once you get to level, uh, the helicopter level in this, you're pretty much screwed. Why? Well, this game, for all the good things it does, one thing it doesn't do well is hit detection, especially everything past the helicopters. Your shots will go through them. They'll go, they, they're too small for your wave of shots. It's almost impossible to shoot them. And it gets much worse from there because the UFOs are even smaller than the helicopters, even tougher to hit. And then, and after the UFO level is a level where you fight. I can only assume these things are thick, sentient asteroids. I mean, okay. they look like big. So they're asteroids that move erratically. No, they follow you. Okay. And you get to a point once you get past that level that everything tails you. So in the other level, stuff just sort of randomly flies around. Mm. Once you get to like level eight or so of this, stuff, if you don't shoot stuff the second you see it, it just gets behind you and kills you. Mm. You're dying over and over. I saw that time warp effect about a million times. Mm. I died hundreds of times to get that far before I finally tapped out. I couldn't take anymore. Mm. So this is a game that if you play on practice mode and you think to yourself, I'm going to see how far I can go. <laughs> Good luck, that's all I can tell you. This thing has a zero before the number in the time period you're in. So one would assume that there's a there are time periods past level ten, mm -hmm. you know, or nine. I can't confirm it. I couldn't I couldn't handle it. But I can tell you the fun factor dies as soon as you hit those helicopters. What did you think of this boat, the controls and the uh, overall presentation of, of of time patrol i tell you you know this is a game this is a concept that i love i love the 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 the, the, the way this this is really it's a take on a game like bosconian really i mean to me i've always associated this game and bosconian together yeah. because you are flying around in an infinitely scrolling oh, space yeah. Yeah. you know shooting stuff i got you um but this game offers a lot more in the fact that it gives you this 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 sort of loose plot that you're moving through time and you're facing different enemies as you move through time. Um, I wasn't a big fan. Okay, let me tell you what I like. Okay, all right. Uh, I think that the enemy crafts are are drawn pretty well. I mean, given that this is a Coco One, Coco Two game. Uh, or maybe this is just Coco 2. I don't know if this will run on Coco 1 or not. It runs on a myriad of Coco. Okay. This will work. I think this will work on all of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love the parallax effect with the star field. Yeah. You know, that that's super convincing. Um, and I think that the uh, the boss ships, you know, the, the special crafts look really cool too. In fact, they look so cool, I wish you got to see them more often. Um, yeah. Now... This game is weird in that you get what would appear to be, like, super awesome weaponry, okay? Because you get two shots that fire out of the sides of your wings, and you get rapid fire. But, past the first level, like you said, when you start encountering the helicopters, it seems like the helicopters are just wide, or just thin enough that you can shoot, and your two beams of shot go in between the helicopter. So I yeah. find myself missing a lot of enemies that I felt like I should be able to hit. Did you ever get past the helicopter level? I can't. Well, the yes. Answer yes. Is you did. No, no, because I, I faced the second boss. The second boss is yeah, a but the jet, helicopter right? is the third. Oh no, I didn't get past the third level. Yeah, then. yeah. That, they're the third. That's, that's where. That's where two I gave biplane up. levels. Um, 
that's because the helicopter level is all it's almost unbeatable, and mm-hmm. then the next level is unbeatable. <laughs> okay, I'm okay. serious. I'm I'm I don't know. I didn't look at the high scores in the magazines or but I this game it's this game is a conundrum to me. Okay, on one hand, it's clearly a time pilot clone. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Okay. And it's a de- it does a decent job. Now, there are quite a few things in the arcade that don't happen here. For starters, uh, the, the shooting. And like I said, most of the time, these guys just throw out those little, like, slow-moving grenades. They, the problem is they blend into the background really easily. Okay, secondly, uh, in the arcade, you'll come across a, uh, a squadron of fighters, and you get more points for taking out the entire squadron. You get bonus points. That's not in here. There are no squadrons of guys. There's no formations, okay? And the formations are kind of fun because you get, and you pursue them, you get the extra points. Uh, the fact that you're always in the dark, I mean, I understand the system limitations of it, yeah. but I mean, it would have been nice to have some sort of a different. What game. I would have liked, because you know, we've seen games that are sort of like this. Um, what was the uh, the ship game that we played that was like Missile Command, the sub sub attack or something like that? Sea Wolf. Yeah, where there was a blue background. Yeah, you know, I would have liked to them seen them do something with the colors, just so you're not in space all the time, just to mix it up, maybe go back and forth. But there's no way that you can get that cool parallax star effect. You couldn't put clouds or something. It would look lame. So yeah. I understand why they did the arcade it. Polaris. Al- That's right. Thank you, Curtis. The, ar- the arcade also has, uh, like when you get to the helicopter level, they shoot missiles, heat-seeking missiles. And that adds to that level of the game. And this, again, pretty much everything shoots the same stuff. The, again, the way that it changes the way they pursue you, but it doesn't change what they fire. Um, the uh, sound in this is brain-meltingly bad. Once you get past the cool sound for your guy beaming in, the sound of your bullets, it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. The sound of everything is bad. Like, the sound design is crap. So, that was a huge... This is I, why I, you just put some music that's on. That's right. I put music on. Because the sound this. in this, it's it's some of the worst we've seen on the Coco. It's real. I mean, it's 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 under the specky, like the worst specky. So, this is bad. And the thing is, you're always firing. And so, it sounds like almost like you're... It's like if someone dropped something on a keyboard and just went blah, 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 over and over. No good. So that's a problem. Um, the hit detection is, is a huge problem. It's Even on the lo- earlier levels, it's not, it's not the best. The boss battles, at the end of the levels, you do fight a boss. And much like the arcade, the bosses are sort of underwhelming. Yeah, to call it a boss is somewhat overselling it. Well, like on the first level, you've got the, the dirigible, the blimp. Right, but I mean, it out. literally flies across the screen. It saunters yeah. across the screen. You shoot it, and that's it. Yeah, uh, uh, the second level, there's like a big, like a big, like a B-17 right. or something. But the, the, the even in the arcade version of this, the bosses... They take extra hits, but it's not like they're doing anything really cool. But this one, I mean, they literally take one shot. And yeah, that's and the it. second you shoot them, you're gone. Yeah. There's no ballyhoo. Right. You're out the door uh, on on it. And so there's not a whole lot to talk about in terms of the bosses. But this game just it, this is a game that's I, I think it's fairly competent. And when you get to the top levels of it, it's it stinks. Yeah. I mean, the the top the upper levels of this, which if you get past the choppers, it stinks. I mean, I will give them credit; it does have the UFOs. And what's funny is you could most of the home ports of this only had a few levels. You know, they didn't even bother with some of the extra stuff. And the fact that uh, MG put that stuff in here is interesting, but the fact that he made this the, the upper level so bad and unplayable, it sort of ruined this game for me. Because I always thought this game was a pretty decent game, but... After, what did you think about Time Pilot 84? 
I hated Time Pilot 84. I thought it was garbage. We should talk a little bit about that. Why? Because it's Time Pilot. Yeah, but it was no good. Mm. And the, thank God, I, it's been, I hate it so much I don't play it. I never mm. play it hardly at all. So Remember Mad Max, the sequel to that, or Blue Max? Thunderdome? I mean, no, Blue Max. Uh, all 2001? Yeah, remember that one when most people hated it? And I learned to appreciate it when ARG, but it was, it was way better than Time Pilot 84. Mm. I didn't like Time Pilot 84 at all. Um, we did get, I uh, looked up a few reviews for this game. Kurt, my, our good buddy Elkhurst Boyle sent us one in uh, from Rainbow. And Boat, Boat was lampooning the headline earlier. With It says, Time Patrol, a fun way to spend some time. <laughs> so that pretty much right there tells you all you need to know. Uh, again, he goes into what this thing has, how you load it. Uh, uh, the uh, He thinks it's a well-done game with good graphics and worth the time it takes to load the tape. That, thank God. <laughs> you know? so, Is there any rig- higher praise than What that? a rigging endorsement there. It's worth the time it takes to load the tape, so that's good enough. Um, I also lo- found an obscure review uh, from a magazine, and this magazine uh, also was very similar. But the funny thing about this one was they lamented. It's like, we don't understand why uh, this guy runs into these parachutists. Like, it, it, to kill them. Why can't he just shoot them? Well, he doesn't fully grasp the fact that, yes, you're trying to actually rescue these guys. You're not trying to kill them. <laughs> but So clearly, he's not a guy who played this in the arcade. Uh, but uh, they also gave this a decent review. This was Color Computer Magazine, I believe was the name of I this I haven't one. heard of that magazine, Color it, Computer Magazine. I had to look it up. It was Color Computer Mag, number 11, the January 84 review. Hmm. Uh he did. There were things he liked and didn't like. Said the instructions were good. I couldn't find instructions for this, and I looked around. Uh, as far as I could tell, there was no instructions. No, or there was no box. That's for sure. I love this line at the end. Time Patrol is a good game, especially for children. <laughs> there you go. So I don't understand. You know, you you still get that every once in a while. It's like this is a good family game. It's like what do, what makes this a family game? But I mean, it's this like, is beneath this guy. I mean, it's okay for kids <laughs> right. to play this game. If you're a loser kid, then you can check this out. Did we get any action on the Discord? We for this did. Thing? The one and only L. Curtis Boyle sent us a review on this. He says, "Time Patrol is a clone of Time Pilot for a 32k Coco one, two, or three. It's closer in gameplay to the original arcade game than Fury by Computer Shack." in that it has the different time periods with different ships and bosses. The first two time periods have planes, but with a blimp is the first level boss and a bomber in the second level boss. It then proceeds to the helicopters with a large helicopter boss and then UFOs. The level of difficulty ramps up nicely with your opponents getting more maneuverable, firing more often with better precision, and being harder to hit. The controls feature rapid fire, also your ship doesn't instantly change to a different direction when you move the joystick. It has to spin to the new direction which the player has to take into consideration. The graphics are okay. The shapes are very ni- are fairly nicely drawn, but they flicker a bit. No double buffering here. The sound is the game's major flaw. Yeah. It's fairly simple, which would be okay, but it does not multitask well. For short sound effects like the player firing, it's okay. And the game only pauses for a split second, but when you hit a ship which plays a longer sound, the game freezes completely. While we were used to that in the early 1980s when people were still learning programming tricks in the hardware, this was fine, but it doesn't age well, especially since newer games on the same platform can reduce this effect. 7 out of 10, since I do find it fun. I will say, I challenge the people listening at home. All right? If you haven't played Time Patrol, give it a shot. But yeah. if you have played it, get put it on practice, and I challenge someone to get to time period 10. 
That's the Amigo Aaron Challenge. I love it. I'm begging it. you to try to get there because you talk about a, uh, a trial of patience. I died, literally, I must have died 50 times mm. to get to level nine. And I hit the wall. I was like, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. And if you could get to level seven in normal mode, you're doing something there too. Not, I mean, I couldn't do it. So it's too freaking, too freaking hard, too broken. I can't give this a, a hearty recommendation, Boaster. Well, Aaron, it's time to leave uh, Time Patrol, and it's time to go on to the one and only name in Coco Hardware. That is Retro Rewind. Oh, yes. Dot C-A. So, Aaron, you know, Frank runs this site called RetroRewind.ca. I heard of that. And if you are a Tandy color computer owner, you need to check this thing out. Not only can you buy any number of capacitor kits, uh, you can buy some diagnostic tools, including the Coco Diagnostic Cart, which you can use to diagnose problems with your uh, with your Coco. But he's got a full-on repair service, Aaron. This thing, he you can send in your Coco, and no matter what is going on with it, he will take a look at it. And chances are he's going to be able to fix it because he's what you call a hardware wizard. He's got the tools and he's got the skills and he can make your Coco sing like it was new. He's got decades of experience and he's worked with some of the biggest names in tech. Yeah. And that's no fool one. He's, he's been around the block. That's right. Now, of course, my favorite thing that he sells is the Coco SDC cartridge. This mm. is the thing that got me into the Coco in the first place because yes, as we all know, Coco emulation, garbage. That's not true. Pieces of garbage. No, that's not true. Coco okay. emulation is, is very good, but it's not perfect, that's for sure. The Coco SEC, on the other hand, is awesome. This thing, you put the SD card in, you load the SD card image from Color Computer Archive, you put it in the slot, you plug it into your Coco, you've got a, G, you've got a GUI, a thing that lets you pick a game. Interface. It's, interface, thank you. Interface is the word I'm looking for. You can pick a game, you can go into OS 9, you can do whatever you want at the touch of a button. No muss, no fuss. You can get that right at Retro Rewind as well. So, no matter what you've got going on with your Coco, it's time to upgrade, it's time to make it the best it can be. Do it at RetroRewind.ca and use the promo code AMIGOS10, AMIGOS10 at checkout to save 10% off your order. We thank Retro Rewind and we appreciate them being a sponsor of the Coco Show. Yeah, give Frank a shot. He's great. He's also a great guy, too. All right, Aaron, what's coming up next month on the Coco Show? Let's find out. Bam. Allow me, if I may. It's zero hour. Oh. Bam. It's bam. It's time. We're getting into it. This just came in the mail boat. Hot off the presses. Uh, a little fellow I know named Nicholas Marientes mm. put this together. It's zero hour. We're going to review a brand new game yeah. next time out, Boat. We've seen the previews for this thing, and it looks awesome. Mm -hmm. We're going to see how it holds up. We love Nick. We're going to give this an honest review and see what we think of it. I'm looking forward to it, Boat. And we're going to give one of these bad boys away at Boat Fest, aren't we, Boat? That's right. So if you're in the area, or even if you're not in the area, uh, on June 24th and 25th, 2022, right here in Tays Valley, West Virginia, you can attend the first Amigos sponsored retro computing festival right here at the Holiday Inn Express. Go to boatfest.info for your tickets. It's only 25 bucks for the weekend. Yeah. Join us for giveaways, prizes, trophies, karaoke, 
and live tapings of all of our shows, including the Coco Show, plus over 30 computers and consoles set up and ready for play. It's going to be happening, Aaron. You know, something else I want to talk about, Boat, the little thing, you know, I'm a big Coco fan, and you may have noticed this bad boy, Boat, it's my draconian t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Who loves draconian more than us? Nobody. Nobody. That's who. Because we got the shirt, brother. Mm-hmm. Tell them where they get this bad boy. AmigaTees.com. Go over to AmigaTees.com. You can buy any number of cocoa-related shirts. We got some Amiga shirts, of course, over there. Uh, and all those proceeds help benefit our endeavors of bringing you crazy, nonsensical podcasts about old computers. Let me ask you, where else can you buy the draconian shirt on Earth? Name one spot. Nowhere. That's where. Exclusive. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we will see you next time. Oh, actually, Aaron, I almost forgot. We're back. (laughs) I forgot about the most important aspect of the show, and that's Mm -hmm. the people that make this show happen. We're talking about our Cuckoo Show superstars, Aaron. Robert Allen Murphy and Steve Rasmussen. These guys form the Coco Show Game Selection Committee. They nominate and vote on the games we play each and every month. We appreciate them, and we appreciate all of our Coco Show supporters. L. Curtis Boyle, Graham W. Bebke, Edvin Helland, Steve Rasmussen, Buttons, William Becker, and Robert Allen Murphy. Thank mm. you guys so much for supporting the show. Thanks, fellas. Patreon.com slash The Coco Show. If you enjoy what I do, want to throw us a couple bucks, you get access to our Discord. You get to help, you get to leave reviews that we read on the air. There's all manner of great things that happen to you. It could change your life. (laughs) Exactly. So, we will see you guys next time. And until then, all hail. Hail, Curtis Boyle.